Welcome to the Infinity Initiative, a 10th anniversary Marvel Cinematic Universe movie rewatch podcast. Episode 12, Ant-Man. Hello there. Welcome to the Infinity Initiative. Avengers Infinity War is just over the horizon. To prepare, we're watching all the MCU movies in order. My name is Stuart, and I'm joined by Miss Samantha. Hello. We're big MCU fans and are super excited to rewatch these movies. So let's dive into Peyton Reed's 2015 Ant-Man. Hi, Samantha. How are you doing? I am great. How are you? Not too bad. Welcome back to the show. Uh, so have you been watching all these MCU movies with us? If I can, yes. Great. Great. Do you feel like your uh, experience in watching them is... Uh, do you feel like you're a better person for watching them all? <laughs> yeah, I guess it doesn't make me a worse person. Let's put it that. Let's look at it that way. I think that might be a glass half full comment. I'm just <laughs> gonna say that right now. It does. Yeah, it's. It. I don't think it makes me a better person. I doesn't. Certainly does not make me a worse person. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, so um, Ant Man. This one, if you don't remember, went through a little bit of uh, struggles. You know, um, it was originally going to be directed by Edgar Wright, and he actually left the project about halfway through, um, citing collaboration issues. Like, from what I gather, he and the bigwigs at Marvel movies, Marvel Studios, weren't exactly getting along very well. Um, And so you didn't want to... You know, he, he couldn't put his own stamp of things on there. And this is something we saw in in uh, Ultron with um, Joss Whedon, and it sort of has carried over into this. And this is – it's it's Ultron in this movie that really shined the light on that type of working relationship. Um, and so that that's an interesting thing that you would see after, you know, this is – this would be what uh, fifteen from two thousand eight, so seven years into the franchise, um, you might start to see that people are wanting to put their own stamp. But Kevin Feige has his directorial vision, um, which is not a director; he's a producer. But whatever. <laughs> so uh, that's not really any. That's not, that's a little bit more trivia than I usually go into these movies. But um, it sets a stage. I think that that might influence the rest of this conversation so um do you remember watching this movie way back when i watched this movie i think it was definitely at home i think on demand on uh, uh time warner cable which is now spectrum um and i enjoyed it it's just it it unfortunately did not have the same quite the same shine as the other MC movies do. do. Um, it's still a good movie, but it's kind of mediocre. Now, now, are is that your thoughts then, or or is that your thoughts now? It both. Both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Controversial. We'll get into that later. Okay. Um, <laughs> I remember. I so I may have talked about this before. I have sort of an understanding in my own personal life that when the move when the Marvel movie comes out. I go see it. If it's MCU canon, I go see it. And part of that is so that we can review it on the Welcome to Level 7 show. Plug. Um, <laughs> and you should, if you haven't listened to that, you should go listen to those shows. As well as listening to this show. 
so, but we, that's my, that's the understanding in my world. And my wife really likes Paul Rudd. And so I take her to see all the Ben Affleck movies. There's a long joke about Ben Affleck and Paul Rudd being the same person. And I don't know if it's one of those <laughs> jokes that has permeated the zeitgeist or if it's just something that I find funny. Either way, somebody might have laughed. So for that person, you're welcome. Uh, so we go see, you know, we went and saw this and we liked it. It was pretty fun. I definitely think it played better on the big screen than it does on a small screen because, you know, like the, the Thomas, the tank engine scene, like that big battle at the end, um, Mm -hmm. that's massive and on a huge scale. And then it, you know, when the scale goes back and forth, it really makes a lot of sense. Um, and so that, that was kind of a fun thing to see that you didn't, that I don't think translated onto a small screen very well. Oh, you're right. That would make a huge difference. Literally. Literally. Yes. Wow. Yes. No, it would. It absolutely would. And it did. Um, and so I, I, I feel like if you, nothing against you, Samantha, but if you didn't see it in the theater, you may, you may have missed that, um, sort of aspect of things. That being said, you know, I could see where this could be the one do look, I'm, I'm seeing all these movies. Do I have to see this one in the theater? Um, that would be a decision that I could see people having to make. So now that you watched it for the show recently, what do you yes. think? I think uh, the casting is certainly phenomenal. I mean, you have Paul Rudd, who I have had a mild crush on since Clueless 20 years ago. Oh, clueless. Which is, I'm sure, why your wife has a crush on him too. I think everybody, or all the all the girls, our age, yeah. I mean, I will, I will neither confirm nor deny that I might also have a crush on uh, Alicia Silverstone from Clueless. So that's okay. But I also didn't say she had a crush on him. So. Oh, ask her. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. So, but yes, Paul Rudd, very fun. I mean, we've, I've. You know, she, I think she's more liking him from Friends as Phoebe's husband. That's true too. Mm-hmm. But Phoebe's husband is comes after Clueless. True, very so, true. Yeah. Okay, so so the casting you liked? Yes. Uh, Michael Douglas, the CGI work on him to make him look younger. Mm-hmm. That blew me away. Uh, because it looks like it's Michael Douglas from Romancing the Stone. Mm-hmm. And not Michael Douglas as we know him now. Um, I watched... Oh, I also... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, go ahead. go ahead. Okay. I watched uh, National Treasure over the weekend, too. And um, Nick Cage's father in that movie, the actor who plays him, goes through a process where he's much younger too and they put a wig on him i think they put some tape on his face to to take out some of those wrinkles mm-hmm. and um it it looked like a man in makeup where they well, are trying to make him look younger whereas in this movie he looks like his younger self and and you know that's a that is that is a thing that the MCU has done i mean the next movie we're going to talk about I'm fairly certain is civil war. And so, um, 
They do that in Civil War. They did it in Guardians 2. So I would not be surprised if that's something we might see in um, Infinity War, to be honest. You know, let's go back in time mm-hmm. a little bit. Do the time warp again. Uh, so, yeah. But th- the idea that they're going to, you know, make these established actors look much younger um, is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, Louis, Louis, uh, Louis's, uh, oh. storytelling technique. <laughs> yes. Now I don't think I could watch a whole movie with him doing that, but definitely, uh, w- once or twice, a, a, you know, in a movie is, is right on point is right on point. I want to see him at some point in infinity war recap, like something. <laughs> I would, you know what? If I were Marvel, I would put out Luis recapping the Marvel Cinematic Universe and have it be like a 20-minute thing. Or that actually would be like really great storytelling as like a promotional thing for Mm -hmm. Infinity War. Mm -hmm. And it would be hilarious. if, If like Avengers 4 is supposed to be like the the Back to the Future 2 of the Marvel cinematic universe. I could see that. I could see that the Luis retelling the whole thing be for that. Like it may, it, the ship may have sailed for infinity war one, but for Avengers four, that could be something. Yeah. We'll see. I doubt it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this Marvel and it happens, I'll take my check. Thank you. Yeah, especially I'm not even sure if he's going to make it into Infinity War. I'm, I probably could look it up, but it's just Infinity War has 50 lead characters, I think, <laughs> and I don't think that's an exaggeration in the number. And, it's, and, it feels like that, and not a single one of them are on TV. Yeah, <laughs> not a single one. Uh, yeah. So, w- what do you think this adds to the greater MCU? Um, now, now just remember, we've seen, um, what did we just watch? We just watched Avengers 2. Mm-hmm. So what does this add? How does this advance the overall story of the MCU? Mm-hmm. Well, there's the shrink growth technology that uh, Dr. Pym created, Dr. Mm-hmm. Hank Pym. Um, Lewis's storytelling, uh, that's the thing though. It doesn't feel like it adds anything else that couldn't appear in another movie. Well, it definitely sets up the, you know, the, the whole Ant-Man thing, right? It yeah. definitely sets that up and, and that plays on, you know, and that comes to fruition in, in Civil War. Um, I, it, it is looking at the schedule. It is the end of phase two, quote unquote, whatever that really means. Um, so it does kind of feel like a coda after the heavy Avengers two. It's almost like dessert. Yeah. Right. You know, dessert is you had your meal, you're sitting at the Thanksgiving day. Oh, Ultron was so heavy. Oh, there's some little, there's a little thing of custard. That's yummy. You know? Oh, that's true. It does feel like a little bit of dessert. Yeah. It does kind of lighten the, the, the MCU palette of following uh, Mm -hmm. age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And it, when you start looking at the movies in Phase Three, 
um, you start getting into some some weird cosmic alternate reality time travel alternate realm type things and Ant-Man you know when he does go into the quantum state uh, sort of opens the door a little bit to that um, and that's an interesting thing I mean we've never seen I mean Avengers had space obviously Thor was in space Guardians was in space but no, nobody was in like alternate dimensions <laughs> or, or <laughs> quantum states or anything like that. That's so. true. We saw the Triskelion again. That was awesome. That's true. Yeah. And, uh, it also brings in, uh, Sam Wilson, AKA Falcon mm-hmm. with my, ma- with my buddy, Anthony Mackie. Mm-hmm. You, you and him are buddies. I knew him once upon a time before he entered the MCU. Uh, when I worked at the studios, he was working on a production there and he would on occasion come by and see me at my desk. Very cool. I don't yeah, think he, I knew that about you. He's a bit of a flirt, but as soon as he found out that I was dating somebody at the time, uh, <laughs> he chilled and, and we just became friends. Um, <laughs> and I haven't seen him since, but he's a nice guy. He genuinely is. So, So what you're saying is, when you drove up in your speedster in front of the Washington Memorial and you rolled down the window and you were like, hey, boys, has anybody seen a fossil? He started flirting with you then. Uh, I'm not Black Widow. <laughs> oh, you're not. I'm sorry. That was my bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. I am so sorry. I, I'll just stop doing that. Um <laughs> So, okay. So, yes, it had your friend Anthony Mackey. Um, yeah. Who, by the way, is great as Falcon. I love him he as Falcon. Is. And I loved um, him in Cap 2. I thought he was... Uh, he was in Avengers 2, right? He was in Age of Ultron? Just a little bit. I think so. Um, to be honest, when I saw um, Cap 2... I had mm-hmm. no clue he, that he was in it. And then he comes on the screen and it's like, it's my buddy Anthony. So... And, yeah. and your boyfriend goes, are you serious? <laughs> um, I w- I bro- had since then broke up with a boyfriend. I wasn't oh, dating okay. anybody at the time. Okay, yeah. Good. Good. Uh, so, yes. I also really liked the, 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 the humor in this movie. I mean, the, yes. the scene with the, um, with the 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 Thomas the Tank engine that's really intense and then it just kind of falls over. Hilarious. When I saw that yes. in the theater, that was hilarious. People roaringly laughed. Um, which, so to be honest, this is the first like this is the first comedy, not necessarily a buddy comedy, not necessarily um, a romantic adventure comedy in the desert. This actually feels like a straight up. Saturday Night Live style comedy, you know, a heist comedy, a heist comedy, almost like, um, oceans, the Italian job. Yep. Yep. It feels more like Italian job than oceans 11 to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And Oh, on top of it also Cassie, uh, Scott Lang's daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, she steals every scene that she's in. We're looking for your dad. I hope you don't find him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And that relationship's from the comics. And it's nice to see. It puts a new 
new sort of take on the dad motif, right? You know, yes. here's a guy, he's messed up. Don't get me wrong. He's not doing great. Won't lie. Uh, but he's doing what he can and trying to make his way. And and he's getting, you know, Baskin Robbins always finds out. You know, he's getting robbed. <laughs> and uh, and so he has, he he's trying to do what he can. And then he has, then he, Cassie has that as a role model, but then also has the other guy as a role model, the cop, who is doing the same thing. You know, they deeply love this kid. Um, it was funny to see, I've been rewatching The Wire, speaking of the police officer dad, uh, rewatching The Wire, and his partner is the very, very, very bad guy in The Wire. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Though I will say that I think that um, Scott's ex-wife and her new husband, I think they were a little too harsh on him considering that he went to job because his previous employer was scamming the employees, basically. And I, I think he was morally in the right for why he went to prison, but he still broke the law and therefore he went to prison. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a... I mean, that's a very slippery slope. If you're morally right but still break the law... Does it? It doesn't negate the fact that you broke the law. True, but I if if I were in that position, I'd be a little less cranky with my ex. Yeah, but then you wouldn't be in a movie. I think True. That, I think they had to make her and and the husband very super cranky so that they could um. So you know they're they're playing to type, right. Know? And I don't think, actually, that was Scott's first heist. I think this is just the first one where he got caught. Oh, I absolutely believe that's the first one where he got caught. Because he so, doesn't, you know, you have to yeah. do something 15,000 times or whatever to be perfect at it, right? You got to right. think that he's done it a few times and, and done it well to be perfect. To be as good right. as he was. Um. So yeah, introduce Scott Lang. I th he's supposed to be in Infinity War, right? Yes. Well, I wonder if we'll see Hank Pym. I don't know. Um, I don't have the cast list for Infinity War, and I don't want to look it up because there might be some surprises in there. Yeah, and I also don't think that it's complete. I feel like there's going to be some surprises right. around every corner. So yeah, we might... You know, they might not say Michael Douglas is in it, but that's only because it hasn't been confirmed. I mean, IMDb, as wonderful it is, is as it is, is still only a user-generated site. Um, and so if it doesn't directly say it in the cast, it has to rely on a, you know, like in the credits and nobody's seen the movie yet. So, Right. Well, not nobody. I'm sure somebody's seen yeah. the movie, but they can't talk about it. They can't tell us that uh, Wolverine's back. <laughs> that would be a really I mean if if Disney could get the rights that would be a really great like after credit scene is is somebody talking to Wolverine. They they have the rights. They bought the rights. That was the Fox Did they? Deal. Well, that was the Fox uh, deal, remember? Okay. That's right. Okay, so I am predicting at the end of Infinity War at that last final after credit scene we are going to see Wolverine. And all it is is sneak. Hey, what's up, bub? Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. That's all it is. Well, what's weird is I was looking at... Okay, so this is kind of the spoilery part of the show, but nothing... We're not talking about, like... It's been released. It's on the poster. And now we're just speculating. 
Okay. I'm not playing the organ, but just be warned. So I was watching. So the, the poster has Peter Dinklage in it on it. Mm-hmm. And how do you have him in this movie in infinity war without playing his character from, um, without playing his character from uh, days of future past. Hmm. I don't real, know. I don't know either. I mean, so I, t- I asked Ben about this and he's like, that guy that he played doesn't really have a comic. Oh, did he say that? He said it would be really know. old if it was him. I-, I got the impression that he didn't really have a comic counterpart, so it may not be him. But I kind of feel like he's got to, I mean, they're, Peter Dinklage, it's not like he's, I don't know. He he's because of uh, I believe he has some sort of dwarfism. Because of that, he you cannot mistake him. No, he's so identifiable, yes. especially now after Game of Thrones. Yes. And how do you how do you not, you know? I I feel like if you cast him, you are casting the entire his entire legacy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and so it's all the way back to station agent. All the way back to Station Agent, and including Elf. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's recap where our Infinity Stones are. If you, if if I messed up any of these, uh, Samantha, please let me know. Um, the Space Stone, aka the Tesseract, is still at Asgard. The Reality Stone, aka the Ether, is still with the Collector. The Power Stone is still with the Nova Corps, and the Mind Stone, I'm assuming, is still in Vision's head. I hope so. Otherwise, that's weird. Uh, yes, um, I can. It's in the trailers. It's still in his head at the beginning of Infinity War, at least. We're not. Well, yes, but at the end of. Oh, Ant-Man. where we are right now. Yeah, at, at the, the end, end of Ant Man. It's okay. It's, I'm assuming it's still in his head. So. Yes. Thanks for rewatching Ant-Man with us. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to share your thoughts with us, head on over to welcometolevel7.com forward slash feedback, where you will find a great many ways to keep this conversation going. Welcome to the Infinity Initiative is a member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Once again, thank you for listening. Next episode, Captain America, Civil War.